Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys welcome to cast and crank podcast we got a guest with one of the best fucking names ever hammer of fury hey, <laughs> hey what's happening nick fred clinshaw yeah um this is a cool one this is uh probably our second freshwater well right. he does all kinds of fishing but he's yeah. a guide a freshwater bass guide for casitas yep freshwater fishing guide lake casitas do you uh, do any other lakes well uh you know we can talk about it but the problem with the uh Lake Casitas and a lot of those lakes up there is they don't have the quagga mussel. So we got to be tagged for that. Is know? that a two-week tag to come back to? Oh, man, it's a lot worse than that. So what you got to do is you got to schedule a time to get your boat tagged. Oh. And that could that could be, well, if you're lucky, it could be a week. It could be two weeks, all right? But your boat has to be clean, and you'll fail with one drop of water. And just assume you pass, all right? Just just assume. So you're already out, out of the water two weeks, and you pass. Your boat's going to get tagged basically a cable that goes through the boat the trailer <laughs> yeah yeah everything and it's got a bike lock yeah bro. <laughs> well it's, it's even worse because it's got a trucker lock on it's got it's got a trucker stamp yeah yeah and um and now you're unlocked for like 35 days you can't even use your boat Shit. for 35 days so it's uh it's it's going to be quarantined basically you can quarantine it in your own yard but yeah. it's but it's on quarantine and then uh, after 35 days, you're good to go. But uh, um, are you when, slipped then? At, no, you're not slipped. You, no, I, are your your boat is slipped. No, there? no, I, I drag it home every okay. day. Yeah, I got you know just do the maintenance and wash it and stuff like that. But the yeah, getting back to that that tagging, it, it it's kind of a hamper. So, but but it's also been a godsend at the same time because what it does is I'm a guide at Lake Casitas. And now these guys want to fish it, and they can't take their boat in. Yeah, so you weed, just, them, weed them all out. Yeah, well, no, well, no, not not that. But but uh, I'm getting guys that can actually really fish really well, and they'll they'll hire me to take them out. Yeah, know? that's yeah. cool. And I've yeah. fished Casitas, but from rental boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was yeah, I did God, a long like time, six six years ago, probably mm-hmm. six seven. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a cool lake, man. It is a good lake. It's a tough lake. And it's a world famous lake. And what I do is I get a lot of clients who fish that lake because they've heard of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it had the state record bass in it for over twenty years, you know. 20, How big was that? I, it was over. It broke the twenty pound mark. Wow. It was just under twenty one pounds, I think. Wow. 
And what's funny is just down the road, um, you know, uh, Castaic has a state record. So yeah. both state records for that lake or for uh, the, the state have, have come, you know, within 30 miles of each other. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, so getting back to that state record thing, you know, you get these guys that come from, you know, somewhere else, Japan or China or something. They hear about this and. Oh, am I going to catch an 18 pounder? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I, I don't know if you're going to catch one or not. You know, there, there might be one. I'm going to do my best to put you on one, but you know, you know, you get a lot of that, you know, or I, I fish Texas a lot, you know, or I used to fish Texas a lot. Uh -huh. And, and, uh, the reputation was funny out there because uh, I would, I would go to these lakes, you know, and, you know, you're trying to hide that you're from California in the first place when you're in Texas. I heard know? the same. Yeah. Do they give you yeah. shit? No, 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 no. I, th I thought they would, you know, and you hear about it, but no. They, yeah. I, in fact, Texas is so cool. I, I can almost live there, you know. Oh, man. But yeah, but the thing was uh, about um, Texas is, you know, you'd tell them, where do you fish? Or, or they would say, where are you from? I say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm uh, 60 miles, 50 miles north of Los Angeles. And they're. They're like, oh, where do you fish? I said, well, I fish, you know, the oceans mostly, but, you know, there's a couple lakes and stuff. And, oh, oh, what lake, you know? And I'll tell them, you know, Lake Casitas. Oh, my God, Lake Casitas. <laughs> like, well, you've heard of it? Oh, my. You guys catch like 10, 20 pounders all the time. I'm like, really? Yeah. You're like, really? Wow. <laughs> my, my PB, my own lake's only 11 pounds, you know? <laughs> but, but, man, you know, yeah, it's, it's a good What's rap. your... uh? If you have a person uh, that you're guiding, what's their best PB you got on your boat for them? Oh man, um, you know, oh man, that's that's a tough one. My uh, everybody's PB is different, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I take people out and and you know they catch a they catch a one pounder and they're like, oh my god, I'm so happy. And yeah. and and, you, and there's there's something about guiding that I really love. And I just learned it in the last few years coming from the tournaments and stuff was that, you know, when you're in the tournaments, you catch a one pounder and you're like, oh my god, I'm 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 gonna lose this thing. You know, it's <laughs> it's terrible. You know, and then. But unless you're ML, what's MLF? Oh man, MLF! <laughs> I fished. Yeah, I fished an MLF tournament. That is the best platform on earth. You like I, it? Huh? I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we could talk about that later. But yeah, the, definitely, but, man. But the thing I was I wanted to press about the the guiding, which has taught me and I really love, is that the. Um, you got to slow down. You take these people out, man. It might be their first time they've ever been fishing. You know, yeah. or or you know. And, 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 you know, they've, they've only caught a bluegill or something like that, which who cares? You know, I mean, you, you caught a bluegill. Was it a nice one? Did you have fun? You know, <laughs> yeah. was it good? Did you yeah. have fun? That's Did you keep word, it? Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they're like, yeah, I kept it. Did you eat it? Yeah. It was, wasn't it great? You know, <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't ever push somebody down for what they, what they've caught and what their best fish was. Um, uh, there's this, there's this one client that you, you just sparked my memory. Her, her name was, uh, Tina and she was really tiny. She was a she's a very tiny woman. She told me to call her uh, Tiny Tina, and and she was she was literally the lady from Poltergeist. You know, you know I mean, you know that they're here. You know that that lady. Oh, and um, so um, you know she uh, she gets on with her with her husband who um, they had they had just had a trout plant, and this was some years back, and uh, um, you know, and and he had a he had another couple with him, like a work couple, and. And Tina, I go, Tina, what's your best fish you ever caught? And she, you know, she shows me with her hands, but her thumbs are sticking out and they're only about three inches apart. And, <laughs> and I go, what kind of fish was it? And she goes, I don't know. You know, I'm like, okay, well, 
let's see if we get you a better fish than that. You know, it's yeah. a good question to ask when they get on the boat. It's like, it's like, Hey, what's the biggest fish you ever caught? What, what's the best fish you ever got? You know, just kind of, you know, break the ice and stuff. But, um, Tina, she wasn't doing so well, you know, and I'm thinking, Oh my God, I got to get her bit. And, and the whole group's just, they're just railing these, these, uh, planted trout. We're, we're floating around and she, and, uh, I got, I got to do something. I don't, you know, and so, <laughs> so I, I dropped this, I dropped this, um, this, this night crawler down and, uh, you know, it's just a little split shot night crawler and I, I drop it down to the bottom and we're only about 12 feet of water or something like that. As soon as it's the bottom, I go, okay, Tina, I'm going to do one little crank off the bottom. You just hold it still. I did one little crank and I felt the click. And all the bass fishermen know what I'm talking about. You feel little, it's just a little click, you know, and you never know when that click is, you know, a lot of times a bass is an apex predator. So, you know, a, a, a you know, a five pounder might be the, the slightest bite you've ever felt because he doesn't have to grab it and run and mm-hmm. think it's going to get stolen from somebody, another fish. So there's a little click and I'm thinking, okay, there's a fish on there. You know, I hand it to Tina. I go, Hey Tina, here, hold this. I know she's bit. And I walk away from her a little bit and she goes, I think I'm stuck. And I go, okay, well, let me look. I go, oh, let's see, just pull it up kind of hard. Let's just see if you're in there and set the hook, you yeah. know? And, uh, you know, she pulls up and she goes, oh man, I'm really stuck. Well, she, I go, if you're really stuck, whatever you're stuck's on, run in the other way, you know, eight pounder. Wow. Eight pound bass. Stoked, yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah. I was stoked. Oh I'm my sure God. She was like, she, what oh the my hell? God. She was just ecstatic, you know? And, and, you know, you know what that bass was doing? He was eating the trout we were catching, yeah. you know? But either way, that was, that was probably. I mean, there's been a lot of moments like that, but that's the one that sticks to me, you know. Is, is yeah, and even like, looking at your uh, page, you do a lot of kids too. Looks oh, like I love you it. do. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That's and that's a hard one for for me to get my boys to lake fish is like pulling their hair out, man. They don't. They yeah. get bored so quick, man, on the lake, and it's snacks, it's, toys, <laughs> uh, soda, you know, yeah. all the stuff that mom doesn't let them have. Exactly. You, know? you, you give them that, but but um, yeah, the. the I got to be totally honest. My favorite clients are probably first timers. Yeah. You know, first timers are kids and, uh, any, anything you could do to keep people interested and, and into this sport, you know, I mean, there was a time, you know, uh, when fishing wasn't cool, you know, and kids just didn't do it. You yeah. know, it was kind of the time when, you know, the old man just took, oh, we're going on a fishing trip. You know, you don't see him for four days. You yeah. Know? And now it's really, it's really hyped up and hip and, and a lot of people are doing it, and I love it. I love all the things that are happening with it. And you know? I think mm-hmm. the involvement you have with uh, the company you're part of, the Salty Crew, has oh, yeah. made a big impression yeah. on kids getting it being cool again. Absolutely. You know, like I feel like Absolutely. I used to not see any Salty Crew shirts ever. Mm-hmm. And then probably about, what, four years ago? Yeah. Like when I started getting more, I'm like, I see them everywhere, man. Yeah. Everyone's wearing them. It seemed like overnight. And, and, yeah, it does. And, yeah. It definitely. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if it's just me or sometimes I'll think maybe just cause I'm into fishing more, but even my wife will be like, Hey, I see a lot of salty crew shirts. I'm like, it's popular. It is popular. And it won't just be the, the surfing one. You'll see the fishing one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. And, 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 and it transcends all over the whole country, all over the world. And like I mentioned to you earlier is the, the, the salty crew brand, um, you know, God bless those guys, man, because you know, um, I, I'm just so happy. I met those guys when I did because, 
I, I the salt, salty crew has been around uh, since the existence of man. There's <laughs> there, it really has, you know, and it's just, it was there no matter where it was. Um, you know, whether, you know, it did start out here on the West Coast, you know, in, in San Diego in particularly, but it spread so fast because it, like I said, it was just everywhere, you know, it was, and then, and then they branded it and, and you, you're going to have some guests that are involved in this too. And you could ask them the same question, but in the very beginning, when the Salty Crew brand first came out, it, it the way we referred to each other as Salty Crew brothers. Uh-huh. And, and it was true. It was true. We, if if we were if if I was in my my I live in Ventura County and and my area in Ventura County if I drove to San Diego and I saw somebody wearing a Salty Crew shirt, I and I didn't know him. We knew somebody, you know, mutual yeah. for sure. Yeah, and probably we were tight with them. You mm-hmm. know, so they became our brother. You know, and it was just <laughs> it was like that, and it, it was a it was just kind of a a, a brand that everybody really liked because it, it just spread through a brother's brotherhood, you know, and, and the late Willie Morris, one of my best buds in the whole world. And I miss that guy so much. He, um, he, he had a big part in the salty crew brand in the beginning. And, uh, he always said, it's just organic. It, and, and that, that is, that is probably the, the truest sense of that brand. You know, there's other brands out there and stuff, but I mean, um, this one is just a little bit different mm-hmm. and um you know it's gotten huge and there's a lot more players in in the game and there's a lot more guys that you know are, are more recognized as salty crew and and um but in the beginning the um uh you know I, i'm just very stoked and humble that i was a part of that and to this day the owners of that brand still treat me like brothers that's cool man. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. super cool mm-hmm. yeah so let's talk about how this all started for you fishing, mm. man. How did it come about? Okay. <laughs> we got three hours. <laughs> yeah. So in my area where I grew up, I grew up in Ventura County. I grew up on, in a beach community called Port Wainimi. And uh, Port Wainimi is so small that it could be encompassed by South Oxnard. You know, mm-hmm. and in my area, um, there was Wainimi Harbor and there was the Channel Islands Harbor, which is in Oxnard. And just up the road was Ventura Harbor. So there were there were three harbors. Wainimi being kind of a at the time it wasn't closed, but it wasn't a pleasure harbor. It was a shipping harbor, but there were sport fishing boats in it and and stuff. But um, the area where I grew up is very agriculture, and uh, it was very open, and um, and there was wetlands, there was sloughs, there was agriculture ponds, uh, um, there was the ocean, there was Lake Casitas, I can go to Castaic, I could go to <clears throat> Piru was really close, Pyramid was really close, Kachuma was really close. So there's all these lakes. There was even some that I'm not even probably supposed to talk about, but like <laughs> Westlake and Lake Sherwood and, you know, there's like little Lake Eleanor stuck in there too, you know, and, yeah. and they all had fish and those were like sneak on lakes for us when we were kids. But, um, <laughs> but you know, in a lot of those farm ponds were too, and they held big bass. And, I and, bet, man. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, it's a bedroom community kind of area, um, in some parts and there's golf courses and they all had fish in them, you know? Yeah. So they had bass you know they put bass in a lot of these lakes to control frogs and stuff you know Mm -hmm. and and, and whatever they did but um mainly when i started fishing was all salt water i was a salty kid i i 
my mom used to drop my brothers and I off at the beach, um, with surfboards and fishing rods and she'd go to work. And then, um, we would stay and and then my beach had uh, a pier and it had rocks on one end, jetty, a little one mile stretch. Mm -hmm. And I could fish the pier and I could fish the rock or I can surf in between. And when we were done, this was back before cell phones. We used to call our mom to come pick us up a collect call. <laughs> yeah. All right. But this is how we, this is how we did it. <laughs> I know what yeah. you're going to say. You know right what now. I'm going to say. Cause so, I was on the edge of the end of that era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So we would call and they go, um, uh, I'd like to place a collect call and my name is Fred. So, um, what's your name? I would say, my name is Fred rock. <laughs> yeah. And then so my mom would think, would you accept a collect call from Fred Rock? And she'd say no, but she knew to pick me up at the Rocks. You know? Exactly, yeah. dude. Maybe next time my name was Fred Peer, you know? So I did the other way up. where I would, I would, they would let you, when I did it, I think they would let you talk, say your name. Yeah. And I would go, come here, come here, you know, <laughs> you get that word yeah. out, hang up because they wouldn't know who you were. You'd be on a call, you yeah. know, you wouldn't say your name. They would say, Please say your name. And I would go, Pick me up right now. Bye. Yeah, we all had our hustle. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. dude before cell phones. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. How did you get hold of people? Like, it was like, you had to be by your fucking phone. And when yeah. I said, hey, bro, I'm coming over now and we're going to hang out. Yeah, yeah. There was no like, let's text back and forth. No, 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 yeah. no. So, I mean, we were we were there so much that we would drive my mom. I mean, there was me and two brothers. So, we would, my mom would be broke <laughs> if she had to accept all these oh, collect I calls. Bet, you know? dude, so I bet. She's, you know, yeah, she was awesome. She had a pickup truck all growing up because, you know, I'm I'm 11 years old and I'm doing this and and how old were your brothers uh, at the time? Well, they're two years younger than me and they're twins. So yeah, we we were young, you know. But dig this, man. When I was 11, what's that? Sixth grade? Yeah, sixth grade's about right. Sixth, seventh grade is uh, I started surfing heavily. Uh So I started surfing and I started meeting some new kids and stuff. And um, and this is back in the day when you didn't tell people you fished, you know, it was kind of <laughs> like an old man, weird thing, you know, yeah. especially girls, they didn't want to know, you know, whatever, but I was heavy into it, you uh-huh. know, so it was either, either surfing or fishing. So, um, we, we would be surfing and, and, you know, you'd say, Hey, my, my dad took me fishing one time. Oh yeah. 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 Mine did too. And you're looking at each other like, <laughs> should be like a little high sign or something like that. You know, next thing you know, you're fishing with this guy, but, um, um, it, in the area because of all the harbors and it wasn't built up like it is now, you uh-huh. know, and, um, there was, uh, a, a, a lot of area, um, open space, I guess. And I noticed out in, in, there was these lobster traps, you know, and there was commercial fishing going on and stuff like that. So everything was on a bike. Everything we did was a bike. We rode bikes everywhere. You know, we got a little bit older and, um, uh, you know, I, 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 was driving by this, um, these lobster traps one time and there's a little dinghy and we hit the guy up for the, the dinghy one time. Hey, would you sell that to us? And he looks at us like, what are you serious? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're serious. We want to take that thing out and go fishing. Um, I don't remember if we paid for that first dinghy or not. Um, or, or if we did, it was, we we were 12, 11 or 12, Dude. so we didn't have any money. So he might have given it to us. Or I we borrowed got, it or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. We borrowed and never gave it back because we had the thing <laughs> for a long time. So, yeah, a buddy of mine and I took that thing out, and, and we we got his mom to drop us off at the Channel Islands Harbor. This this was mid-'80s, so mm-hmm. you know, a long time ago. 
and uh, life jackets, fishing rods, um, and oars, you know. And we paddle around and we just, we'd smack the crap out of sand bass. Really? It was like untapped or something or yeah. we didn't see anybody doing it. So I'm 12 years old. I'm catching these sand bass. What are you using? Oh, let's see. So first of all, we were probably using squid, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Something we got at the bait shop, you know, maybe, maybe some salted anchovies or something <laughs> like that, you know. But um, um, what we would do is... There was an old fishing show that came on on Wednesdays. I'll never forget it. Came on at three o'clock. We got out of school at two forty-five. So my buddy and I, we used to run home from school. To it was probably a, you know, it was probably a fourteen-minute run. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, we, you know, it was you a half, really half hour it, walk. Yeah, we get out of school <laughs> and we would run on Wednesdays to my house. And watch this fishing show called, um, uh, it was called The Fishing Hole. And I don't think anybody's going to remember this, but it was Jerry McInnes. And he was, a, he was a fisherman, mainly bass, mm-hmm. you know. But what we did with that is it was just like a surf film. We used to get all hyped up on that thing, you know, at 3 o'clock to 3.30. Oh, yeah, dude. So we get all hyped up. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So we get on the bike and we jam to the harbor and the dinghy was there. And we jump on the dinghy and we go catch sand bass. And sometimes some calico bass, sometimes some spotties. Spotties yeah. are a little rarer up there uh, yeah, that's in Ventura County yeah. than they are there. But my biggest spotty, and that's another story, but my biggest spotty I ever caught was in the Channel Islands Harbor. How big was it? Oh, man, it was a pig. It was probably, oh, I don't it, I don't know, San Diego guys, but I think it was like close to three pounds. I don't know. It was a big one. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a big one. And, um, but anyway, we used to get all hyped up on that. And then we were actually using freshwater gear in the harbors and, and catching, uh, you know, sand bass and, and quality sand bass, yeah. you know, good ones yeah. and calicos and stuff like that. And grass bass, you know, That's, and stuff I like did. that. And when I started, I was doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going out, taking my boat out, you know, to like the kelp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm using... You know, my, my, uh, pitching rod. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. pretty, I didn't know shit. You know? Yeah. Now it's like different. I'm, you know, but in the beginning it would be like, fuck, I'd catch a two pounder and be like, Oh, oh yeah. So all yeah. the things that you guys are taught, like people talk about, I'm like, I experienced as a fucking 35 year old man. I have the same, you know, crazy stuff. And the stokes the yeah, same, exactly. man. It's just the same, <laughs> you know? I mean, I've, I've been fishing for 40 years now, man. Yeah. It sucks to say that. I kind of date myself, but, the, <laughs> but the, uh, but uh, I'm I'm just as stoked catching fish now as I was back then. Awesome. It's just it's just nowadays I know a little more technique and yeah. of actually reeling the fish in yeah. than I did then. But I, back then it was it was it was man against beast. You know, I, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I mean, just the gear I was using would have made you laugh. You know, so anyway, um, that that boat, those little dinghies turned into skiffs. Mm-hmm. You know, we got skiffs and. How old were you at this time? Uh, so I got a skiff pretty young. I was still in high school. No way. Know? Yeah, I was in high school. So you were like, this was like, did you play sports or anything? Yeah, uh, a little bit. I played, um, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible. I got on the golf team so I could leave school early. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. a good deal yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I played baseball for a short time. I loved baseball as a kid. I really loved it. But I thought uh, you were going to say you got on the golf team so you could fish the courses. Well, <laughs> that, well that's a whole other episode because that did happen. But the but um, yeah, I played baseball for a little bit. But you know what? The the surfing just got in the way of everything. Yeah. You know, it just it. I just really loved to surf and and uh, I 
and so the the time I'm talking about with the, how the fishing got started, um, that isn't even really the, the how my fishing got started. My fishing got started uh, earlier than that with some early memories of my parents taking us to the the lake, Lake Casitas, you know, and catching little you know little dink bass and stuff on That's half cool. night crawlers and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, but that you know that's just what we did as a family for like you know a picnic or an overnight camp out or something like that it was always a lake it wasn't always casitas it was lakes all over southern california but it wasn't really my thing yet you know it wasn't it, it, i would i i had it and i wanted to catch fish but it wasn't like i needed to catch a bass it was like i i would be just as happy catching bluegill or those little sculpins that live in there you yeah. know anything you know and <clears throat> And, uh, so sorry about that. And then, <laughs> and then, so, um, uh, it was, it was probably that Harbor fishing that did it for me, you know? And then, uh, so then I got my skiff. How big was that? Um, well, I got a, I got a whaler that was, uh, it was a 12 foot whaler and, um, it had a small engine on it. It had a 10 horsepower and, uh, it, it actually moved pretty good. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And, um, that was my own. I, I didn't have it with a buddy or anything like that, you know? And you were 16 at this time, maybe 15? Let's see. Um, yeah, yeah, probably about then. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, how maybe how far did you go out in that? <laughs> we're going to, we're, we're working on that because the rules, <laughs> the rules for me going out on the skiffs was I couldn't go past the break wall. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my parents were it's always like wondering riding your bike in the little fucking in the around the yeah, block. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same thing. So the so the um um uh, backing up just a little bit. So uh, as a kid, uh, you know, we were harbor rats and we were known and like these lobster boats and stuff. Hey, you want to work? Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I want to work. Yeah, heck yeah. Are you kidding me? I want to work on a fishing boat. Worst job I ever had. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, yeah. Man, anybody who knows me would tell me, I go, the worst job I ever had was working on a lobster boat. The guy's like, oh, you're going to fish so much and you're going to be healthy and strong. You know what? Yeah. 13 year old boy can't even open his hands because they're so calloused, you know? And uh, never fished, you know? And 70% of the work was on the dock, you know, cleaning Dude, tracks, bet, traps and yeah. stuff, you know? And anyway, um, you get to know these guys and stuff. So I, there was a really, really nice guy named Colby Stafford. I'm sure he's passed away by now, but he had a, he had a 50 foot Stevens, beautiful old, like fifties Stevens wood boat. Mm -hmm. And he saw us out there all the time. He goes, Hey, if you guys want, you could just, you could just park your boat here. I'm like, uh. well, what do you mean? He goes, well, you guys are down here a lot and I'm not. And if you park your boat here, it'll look like somebody's on my boat all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Later on, we found out that, you know, he had some trouble with people getting on his boat. Oh, really? Year. Yeah. So, we, but, but, uh, it was, it was all good. So we, we tied the boat to that, made it easier. It went from, uh, riding our bikes to driving the car. And this was and at Ventura Harbor? This was still China on Harbor. Yeah. So yeah. this is a sketchy, like, is it a sketchier to get out? Than other harbors, uh, Ventura is the one typically that's a little tougher. Okay. I think Ventura's yeah, Channel Island's okay. pretty mellow. Okay, yeah, um, and so the uh, um, the deal was, you know, we we get down on the boat, and it became my my equipment was down there, so it would be one of those things where when I when I had my driver's license, I could be surfing maybe Ventura. I live in Port Wyneme. Mm -hmm. 
going home, shoot, I'm going to go crank on a couple bass real quick, you know, yeah. pull over, put the board in the car and then, uh, go fish for a little bit. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things that just weren't very smart. <laughs> we, uh, sorry, mom, you're probably going to listen to this and know about it. But anyway, we, uh, um, platform Gina, all you guys up there know where that's at. Here's, here's a, you know, me. Well, these guys do it now. Some of these, some of these, um, guys that are, uh, associated with the salty crew brand are just studs and you know like mm-hmm. you'll see them on instagram maybe like party cat pat yeah or, or you know captain cruel or burst bryce herman these guys are are these um small skiff guys you know and they they hammer it they they, <laughs> they go all the way you know the islands and stuff you know and they're they're, they're studs but back then well, well, let me back up but they got electronics I had a handheld compass, man, and a and a motor that you know is lucky to start on the sixth pool. You know, I know, I know vessel assist. I'm sure either. What? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So my a lot of my a lot of my platform Gina runs were in the morning, and the engine never turned off. You know, yeah. And, uh, you know, throwing uh, scampies and scrounders at that yeah. thing. You know, and stuff. And uh, um. You know, I think the I, I would probably go so far as to take it up, you know, a couple of miles north or a couple of miles south. There was Winemue Harbor. This was pre-9-11 days, so you can take a skiff into the harbor. Oh, really? Yeah, and there was rocks and kelp patties and stuff Ooh, and, wow. and, and lake calm water. No so, way. yeah, you could throw some bait and the calicos would start boiling on it. Yeah. There's Johnny Bass in there. There was all kinds of cool stuff to catch in there, you know. So that was kind of my, my thing with that. And then... Um, I was, that's what I used to do. I used to just, just fish that and that became sport boats and sport boats became, you know, buddies with boats and we just fished saltwater. Then Lake Casitas went on fire. It was crazy, you know. And you're what age now? Now I'm in my early twenties. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in my early twenties and. And uh, have you been about freshwater fishing before? Here and there. Yeah. Here and there. Yeah. I'd go, um. Mostly, you know, it was me with the Texas rig or something okay. like that. No tagging, so I could bring bring the oh, left a boat out. There was a seventeen foot skiff upgrade in there oh, too. Really? So yeah, okay. bigger yeah. engine too. Bigger engine, one hundred ten uh, horsepower Mercury. So you were going them tower now, power. Yeah, yeah, that was islands and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so that that became that was the boat I took to the islands and stuff. We had a bait tank on it and stuff. We had a lot of good times on that boat, man. A lot of really good times. But then. Uh, but then, you know, every once in a while I'd take it to the lake and, uh, you know, it was always a Texas rig or something like that. And the swim bait thing started. Yeah. The big swim baits. I mean, uh, guys were throwing ridiculous swim baits. You this know? is at Casitas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, this was the early days. Um, this wasn't, swim baits weren't super popular. In fact, um, I went, when I went to Texas, they, they said, yeah, we heard about you guys throwing those things out in the West. You know, I mean, it was like, they, it was, it was standard operating procedure here out in the West. Yeah. You know, you go there and wow. Okay. And, um, so the swim bait thing at Lake Casitas is what kind of got me back into freshwater. I was like, wow, my God. So, so I you're saying, one of the, you started with the big swim baits. Yeah. I used to go to the, I used to go to the lake with a, with a custom wrap saber, with a junior squitter, 20-pound mono, and two swim baits. And no that, that was it. No tackle box. Is that what everyone was using then, too? Um, yeah, I think so. Really? You know, yeah, there, it was pretty popular. You know, okay. the, um, you know I, my, my beta choice back then was uh, like a, a, 
a, like a 13 inch Osprey, mm-hmm. you know, boot tail with a line through, uh, you put a big hook on it, you know, and, um, um, you know, the, the Huddleston's were very popular. I, I, uh, but I, I would throw a Huddleston and, but I would throw that, um, Osprey man. And it was just, you know, felt like you had more confidence, confidence had, with that. Well, one, yeah, you know? because I mean, the first time I started using, I caught like an eight pounder, <laughs> oh, you shit. know, yeah. I, I like, bet it's yeah. fucking confident. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I'm like, Oh my God, these <laughs> things work, you know? And, and, uh, uh, and then, you know, and then a uh, bunches of threes and fours and stuff like that. And yeah. then five days of no bites, but every cast had six followers, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing? And then there was the one week, they had a trout plant. They had a multiple trout plants, and I, I, I didn't even take a boat. I just went off the boat launch, uh-huh. and I threw for, man, I think I went about four days that week, and I caught a nine and an eleven on that same oh week. Gosh. Yeah, those, those are my best at that lake. It was a little over eleven, you know. And how, what year was that? Mm, let's see. It was my son's, my oldest boy's, a twenty-one. It was before he was born, so it was, it was. Uh, Mm, well, if you help me with that new math, it was about <laughs> mid nineties. Okay. Yeah. Mid nineties somewhere. So that's there. your PB then. You got that lake. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, well that, yeah. So, and I'm there a lot, you know, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to get a double digit bass. There's a lot of, a lot of guys and a lot of studs haven't gotten one yet. You yeah. Know? A lot of nines, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um yeah so anyway that i remember that 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 was what i was like oh my god i'm so hooked at this and then and then the lake just kind of started changing and um those fish weren't around as much anymore oh getting back to that 11 pounder that's when that lake i caught 11 pounder and the guys are oh it's pretty good fish you know i mean yeah yeah i'm serious He's, i i go to catching yeah the 15s oh. 18s oh my god just do just you know, Google that lake and archive some of that stuff in the mid nineties. Yeah. You know, guys are holding, you know, two double digit bass and oh their, my. their team's partner next to them is holding two more, you know, it's just insane. That like was just so on fire, but at the same time, Castaic was too. You know, yeah. that was about the time that the, the state record was broken from that lake was at Castaic. Yeah. You know? And, uh, it was a, it was an exciting time. And, uh, that's when I just went, Oh my God, this lake is, this stuff is incredible. You know, it's, you know, it just, it was different. Um, and then, uh, I, I think what really got me into it even more so was, um, my, my kids being born. So I started taking them and they were little, I couldn't take them on the ocean. You know, they were no, li- no little, way. little, little, you know, <laughs> my oldest boy, who's a popular sport, sport boat captain, um, uh, which I, is his, super awesome. Bro. Yeah, I couldn't thanks, imagine. Thanks. Yeah, you know, like uh, I guess I can. My kid just watching him play drums. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like watching your kid do what you love and do yep. it good. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, he's very good. Amazing, at it. Yeah. dude. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, same to you, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. And uh, so his uh, his thing was he was two, and I I tell this story to everybody, but he, and and he'll tell the same story. He. He was two, and like I, I mentioned earlier, in the area where I grew up, there was a lot of sloughs and creeks and ponds and stuff. So uh, I took him to one of these sloughs that was full of carp and small catfish and, and some bluegills. And um, I go, I'm going to see how he does. You know, he's two. He's he's not allowed to eat chips, so I'm going to buy a big bag of chips. <laughs> you know? And bribe him a little bit, hey, you know? There you go, yeah. man. And um, 
sat on the shore. I opened this big bag of chips. I handed it to him. He's looking at me all like, well, what do I do with this? You know, I'm not allowed to eat that. Like, it's so ahead, funny you know? because no. we all know that if you have kids, yeah. you know that look when they grab some shit that they're not supposed to have yep. and they go, they look at you and go, is this okay? Uh-huh. Go ahead, but <laughs> that's all yours. Yeah. So he's in there munching, munching, and I flip a little piece of cheese or worm out or whatever, and boom, carp, you know, hook in hand. Grab the bag of chips, hand it to him, and he's reeling. And just when he saw that fish come up, it was like instinct. He ran and grabbed it. And wow. I was like, wow, he's, you know. I'm like, on to something. I'm on you know? something. Yeah, there here. was yeah. no ew. There yeah. was nothing. He grabbed it, and he's holding it, and he's just checking it out and, you know, carefully touching the eye and the fin. And I'm going, man, look at him go. So I go, let's let him go. Let him go. I gave him the bag of chips. Well, long story short, after about the second or third time we did that, he didn't need, we didn't get the chips anymore. Oh. Yeah, he didn't want to let go, that rod go, you know. Two years old, two and a half years old. Dude. Kid had it, you know, so. This is a good tip for, I guess, no. Uh, for, uh, no, serious. Yeah. Because a lot of people have kids that listen, mm-hmm. and I'm, I struggle all the time. Yeah. With my middle one, not so much, but with my baby, he's going to be two coming up in July. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to put him on a bluegill, you know, or something. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to so, give you some more tips. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give you some more That's tips. a great tip, yeah. man. I love yeah. that. You know, I got I, more. I mean, uh, I had to learn a whole bunch from the guiding. Yeah. Because I get this I all the time, you know, so, so anyway, he, he kept going, he kept going, and, and so, um, uh, you know, you, you know what happens when you start having kids, you get tight on money and stuff, there's no boat anymore. Yeah. You know, so it became shore fishing and stuff like that and sport boats. Yeah. And I sort of kind of went back to the saltwater thing because of sport boats, you know? And um, so I was taking my son, uh, renting the boats at Casitas, like you said, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, done and, that. And, uh, uh uh, the sport boats. And I go, you know, I told my, my wife, I go, we're going to take him onto the, uh, I'm going to take him on a sport boat. How you old know? was he at this time? Oh, let's see. He was pretty young. He was probably mm, five or six. God, I wish yeah. Justin was here. His uh, boy is a crazy about fishing and he's like, he's five, Yeah, but he's like all about it. That's all he thinks. Yeah. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same deal. And he, he's taking him on a couple thing. Uh, Dana point. He's gone out a couple times yeah. in pursuit. Well, yeah. this this boat I was going to take him on was called the Speed Twin. It's a very popular boat up in in my area. Uh-huh. And he, uh, my kid's very artistic also. So he he drew this picture, and he drew this. He'd never even been on the boat, and he drew. I just explained what the boat looked like. It's a pontoon boat, you know. I gave him the whole history. You know, it used to be in Paradise Cove, and now it's up in Oxnard and stuff like that. And he drew it. It doesn't look anything like it, but it's a sport boat, but you know, it says the speed to Yeah, I still have the picture. I had the picture and he, he gave me the picture. He goes, here, dad, this is, this is for our trip. I was like, man, buddy, that's really super cool. Took him on that boat. He's five, right? Uh, so, um, 14 years later, he's 19. He's a, he's a sport boat captain on the speed twin. Dude. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah. So he, That's like, so he. I used to take him. Th- th- here's another little tip for you, dads. And you know, you guys need your your young son who um, is really into fishing, and you need that. You're paying that babysitter fee. Pay the landing. Take your kid down before work. Put him on a sport boat. He's safe. He's not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah. You know, tip the deckhand really super well, and um, pick him up after work. That's what I did with him. Dude. Yeah, so um, he loved it. Well, he entered the uh, the Rockfish Rumble, mm-hmm. which is the Western Outdoor News, and um, 
uh, it's a bunch of the boats all get together. They load them up and it's the biggest fish. He won it. He won it 14 years old. Damn. Yeah. The boat captain who ends up being a real close friend of ours now comes, comes over and he goes, Hey, uh, I was going to ask your son. He goes, I, I've never seen a kid like this kid can fish, man. I go, yeah. well, he's been fishing since he's two. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't say we've been taking him fishing since he's two. He's been fishing since he was yeah, two. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we, uh, um, he goes, you think it'd be okay if he worked on my boat? And I go, well, let me talk to him tonight. I'll get back to you. So he's like, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. So 14 years old, he's a deckhand. That's awesome. Yeah. So he had his hours and everything by the time he was 19. He had all the knowledge, everything. And he's just a straight A student all through high school, solitarian, did the speech at the end of the year, you know, just, you know, I'm blessed with three kids that are just all just like that. Three different personalities, same ethic, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. Great, dude. And he, uh, he got his captain's license and then he became a captain of the speed twin. And then, uh, he wanted to go back to school. So, um, he couldn't be a full-time captain any longer. Mm-hmm. That was the craziest thing because once the word got out that he's not on the speed twin anymore, the phone rang like crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a backup captain for he's you know done it for a bunch yeah. a bunch of the boats, but yeah. the best one and the one he's really liked a lot was the Pacific Dawn. Okay, so that's a big. San, Where is that out of? San Diego and uh, and Oxnard, okay. Channel Islands. So. They do the rock fish and stuff up here, but he got tons and tons and tons of exposure being a second captain um, down there in San Diego uh, with the big bluefin this year. Yeah. yeah and last year. Wow. You know? Yeah. So he really cut his teeth on that. Do you Now, how is it going? Do you go on the boat when he's a captain? Um, I have. Do, and, you not, do you just sit to the side and kind of not say anything or yeah. do you bust oh, his ball? No, no, no. He's a pro <laughs> because man. I would be like, I'm busting my kids balls yeah. for sure, yeah. dude. He's, he, he's 21. He's, he's had about 18 years of hard ball busting. So, you know, <laughs> when he's, when he's there, he's, he's all work, you know, yeah. he's very professional. Uh, he's well liked. He does a good job. You know, he puts them on the fish. So he also does, um, a three pack charter on a, 24 foot ranger bahia as well Ooh, yeah. yeah that's that's nice yeah and if and where's that out of well that's out of oxnard as well okay so yeah if you um you know you can uh, all these things you're listening to us talk if you have questions anybody listening you have questions or you want to talk about fishing or book a trip with me or my son you can get a hold of me um on my instagram page and it is the hammer of fury um, or Fred Clinshaw fishing. You could hashtag hey, Fred Clinshaw not fishing. Remember that. Just yeah. tell him the hammer uh, of fury. Yeah. The, the ha- <laughs> yeah, the hammer of fury. And that's a, that's a funny story. We'll get into that, how, how that I've been saving, saving that for Nick, but how that, that came about. There's only a couple people who know that one. And, um, I'm going to give it up on this show. There you go. Yeah. Man. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. So anyway, we we can talk and I could, I could set you in the right yeah, direction. Yeah. And like there. Hey, mm-hmm. everyone knows, like, Almost every guest is like, hey, if you want any type of help, you message someone. You're, don't ask them, where are you fishing? Where did you catch it? I yeah. mean, it's more of, hey, can you give me some tips? Yeah, dude? exactly. And there's a way to go about mm-hmm. it. And I I mean, just have common sense and common courtesy. Dude. These are regular people. And it's just you ignorance know? a lot of time. A lot of people just don't know. They see you holding a big fish and they're going to DM you right away. Oh my God, what'd you use to catch that? Where? You know, I was like, yeah. well, man, come on. I don't want to lie to you. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, I'll tell you how I caught it. And, and a lot of times I'll give up the bait because you still got to go find it, you know? But, um, 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's the story of my son Jake. Well, we'd love to. You know, it'd be yeah. cool to get both you guys on one day. Oh dude. yeah, he's a stud. Father son, yeah. that that'd be cool. Man. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah it'd be fun. It'd be super fun. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's got. I mean, growing up with you and fishing that long, that I mean, I had um uh, one of the of the guys I fish with a lot. His name's Seth, mm-hmm. and he's 22, mm-hmm. and he's a really good fisherman. Yeah, I'm like. Seeing these kids that are that good, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to say I'm fucking 38, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they're kids compared to me, you know? Yeah. Like, So I say, I'm like, wow, that's cool, you know? Super, super fucking cool to see young guys that are probably well-spoken just like their fathers, you yeah. know? And, and uh, Yeah, it's the same thing as like 20 years ago when Tiger Woods took over golf. You know, he's like, what, he's just this young stud. Yeah. And... uh you know, it took an old man's game and, and turned it into a young man's game. You yeah. Know? That's kind of how the fishing's turned into, you know? And especially well, with, yeah. with now how popular it is now, you mm-hmm. got a lot of like uh, Evan Salve. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. you know, mm-hmm. younger, yeah. he's a captain down in San Diego. Yeah, sure. Too, right? He has yeah. a boat down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, I'm, I say his name because, dude, who hasn't, when I first started, I Googled Calico bass fishing, and yeah. that's the first. You know, thing that comes up is his uh, deal. You know, yeah, and he's really he's really taken off on his own. Yeah, bigger and better things and calicos. You know, yeah, and, exactly. You know, it's uh, good for him. Yeah, you know? yeah. The, um, the uh, and then so going back to my fishing now. So, um, <laughs> uh, so where where'd we leave off? We we went so back. You were uh, you were doing big swim baits. Take, yeah. Okay. So then then it, it became the kids thing and. Mm-hmm. I got an I got an old bass boat and we went back to Lake Acetas and this was pre tagging so, um, he really enjoyed fishing for bass but um, which is I, crazy me for a younger kid to sit there and kind of do it yeah you know? yeah that right? that that's that's one of the things is it's uh it's amazing that a kid that young because I have pictures him five years old holding threes and fours you know and, and that he caught. Not me. He yeah, can, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, he's, I, the kid had the, the, the mechanics already to use rods and reels. You know, he saw me using casting gear. Dad, I don't want to use that. I don't want to use spinning gear. started using casting oh, gear? Oh, well, let's just put it this way. He wasn't even 10 yet and I wasn't even helping him anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, legit, not yeah. even helping him. Anymore, yeah. That's know? good, man. Yeah. But anyway, um, that, uh, that turned into taking my daughter, who's two years younger than him, and she was a stud fisherman too. Dude, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. she's really good. They'll have it in the genes, like dad. Yeah, well, <laughs> she has it. She's she, my daughter is one of those those kids that is good at absolutely anything she yeah. tries. You know, and, that's awesome. And um, she's lost it. She's not into the fishing or hunting <laughs> at all anymore. But she was really good at the time. And yeah. Then, and then my youngest boy, saltwater guy. That's it. And okay. Just uh, he just. Freshwater's got to be really biting for them to want to go, you know, and and um, and then so the older they got, and the more they kind of like my oldest boy, you know, I just explained his path, so he's doing his own thing. He's fishing with uh, a guy today in a small skiff at the islands, bass fishing right there now, you, go, you know, man. calicos. So th- he's doing his own thing. I had all this time on my hands, and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the the bass boat's empty. It's me. So I start bringing people, you know, and start taking people. You got five buddies. Yeah. yeah. And I got a lot of buddies, you know, and, and I came from, uh, like we were talking before, I came from a, a music background and, uh, and a custom car background and stuff and had all these close friends that, oh yeah, I went fish this year's with my dad one year, you know, I was like, Hey, you want to go try the lake? You yeah. know, sure. And so I, I start taking all these guys and then, 
And then uh, I got a really close friend who has this fantastic um, restaurant up north called Spencer McKenzie's. He's a he was a heavy heavy tournament guy, okay. and um, and we we always talked and stuff like that. And and believe it or not, I was sort of kind of anti tournament back then. Really? Yeah, only because uh, uh, you know the the guys you know you'd be. You, I would fish a lot. I'd fish a lot, and then these guys would roll in, and I don't know who they are, you know. And they're, <laughs> you know, and they're, you know yeah. what that reminds me of? Yeah. I watching. I mean, I'd wake up early, you know, on Saturdays with the baby, and then watch mm-hmm. the fishing shows, or even for years. Yeah. And I remember watching Mike Iaconelli come up and pre-fish a lake, and this fucking dude lose it. Oh yeah, you yeah, seen that video? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, I it, could it, imagine it's kind of like it, that. You're it fishing, is. You're like, it is. And hey, you're looking at this guy, only, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same as the surfing, and plus that that area in Ventura <laughs> County is on lock anyway. It's yeah. like, like the heaviest localized beaches <laughs> and heaviest localized lakes, you know. And then uh, yeah, but um, you know, it, it's not really that way. But it was a, it was kind of that thing, and it kind of put a bad taste in my my mouth for tournaments these guys you know coming in and you know the you know the handling of the fish the bouncing of the fish and stuff like that you know and, and just and are you a big uh, net guy you like using yeah them? yeah i okay. grab them or net them and okay. stuff like that you know especially you know being a guide and being there so much i catch a lot of fish you know and not, a lot not of pers- good fish yeah not personally but the people i bring catch fish yeah. you know and it's just i my rule i i got I got three rules on the boat. Everything gets netted. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's a six-inch bluegill. It gets netted. You know, we bring it in. And it's just safer that way. The fish doesn't bounce around. You don't know what they're going to do when they pull the fish out of the water. They're going to swing it around the boat, exactly. you know, a tether ball, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, you know, the big motor's running. You're sitting. And uh, when I'm roping the boat up, you stay seated till I say get out. Those are only three, you know. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And then, uh, so... Um, he asked me to fish a tournament with him and I was like app- apprehensive a little bit. And I said, all right, yeah, I'll do it. We did good. Yeah, we did <laughs> what good. What tournament series uh, was this? This was uh, Western Outdoor News. It was at Lake Casitas, you wow. know, and, uh, you know, I think the field was probably close to 30 boats or something. Wow. And we got, you know, we were in the, I think we were in the top five. I think we might've got four right, or something dude. like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's pretty fun, you know? And then, but then. What's good about fishing tournaments, and this is a good tip for you guys who just want to get better, is um, you're when you first get in a tournament, you really see where you stack up. You go out and you can catch twenty fish. That's great, you know. Are are, are they twenty five pounders? Are they twenty one pounders? You know, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, no, because you can only weigh in five. So either you you're going to go to one tournament or you're going to go to MLF and do great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then it's in, in, and if you look, you look at the pros, I mean, yeah. like these, these hot sticks, you know, sometimes the, the, the winning sack was 18 pounds and then some guys you really like only weighed in two fish. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the way it goes. So, um, we, we came in, we did fourth and I looked at some of these guys and, and I knew who they were and they were really good fishermen and we beat them. And I was like, Whoa, man, I want to do this again. So I told, I told John, I said, Hey, I'll fish with you some more. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'd love to fish with you some more. He had recently lost a partner. That's why he asked me. And so we started doing it and we did really well. And what was the first series you, you got into? The Western Outdoor News. The whole, they yeah. have the whole series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So did the Western Outdoor News and the Western Outdoor News, it was either the first or second year we won Tournament of Champions. Wow. Yeah. Dude, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. We didn't even know. I mean, uh, I was so green, you know. I yeah. just knew how to catch fish. I didn't know how things worked yeah. and stuff like that, you know. 
And uh, and I looked in the points, and we did very well. We were in like maybe the top five in points. Okay. And now these guys that were really good were coming and talking to us and stuff. And I'm like, well, look at this guy, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. So I so said, let's enter another one. So um, we started doing the ABA also. Okay. And then in between, you know, I was with some other guys. I was doing uh, top sticks and stuff like that and some of the other lakes and stuff like that. But the main focus was the ABA and the Western Outdoor News. And um, we were doing very well. And then, uh, you know, it just went from there. And then uh, it wasn't enough. You know, it, it, it did it, for, you know, you know, when you, you want to go to the big show, yeah. huh? well, no, no. When I say it wasn't enough, I wasn't getting everything I wanted out of it. Okay. So, um, there was still, the kids weren't fishing with me anymore and there wasn't the friends I wasn't taking anymore, you know, Which is stuff like that. Way different yeah. fun fishing, right? Oh than, yeah. Uh, so, like... so you said something here, look, um, it, it, fun fishing just for the record. I don't believe in that term. Okay. I don't believe in fun fishing. I, I, I know guys use it. I know it's a common term. And, and, and if you're going to use it, I'm not going to hate on you, but isn't it all fun? Of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if I'm tournament fishing, I'm having fun. I'm having a different fun than I but am if I'm catfishing. Here's, off the, beach. here's the opposite yeah. of that is when dudes, when people, when money gets involved, it kind of changes a lot of people's personality. Maybe it really does. And you know and what I'm saying? And, they're, and they're, that's where, and when the fun of the fishing goes away and maybe guys get competitive and, and that's stuff. too bad because i i could come in last place and i'll go to the first place guy every single time and shake his hand and tell yeah. him congratulations and there's that's and there's, awesome that's thanks. great man yeah. yeah that's really cool it's it's not that important to me that um i go sit in the truck and cry because i got third place yeah when there's 20 something other teams that got fourth and down, mm -hmm. you know, that would have loved to have that third place. You know what I mean? And I've seen that and there's a dark side, you know, but, uh, that's not me, you know, it's that's, just, that's yeah. a good way to yeah. have a good outlook to have. Yeah. Me, and you know, it's, it's in, especially like I have sponsor money paying for some of these tournaments now, you know, if I, if I don't do very well and, um, a guy who went all in with his own money, won it <laughs> right on dude, you know, good for you, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. You know, you, yeah. you, you know, tournament fees aren't cheap, you know, three fifty. you know, average, you know, something like that for local one day derby. And, and you're walking away with 2,400 bucks, you know, yeah. cash. Good for you, man. You know, that's great. I'm, I'm, um, well, anyway, so, so, <laughs> so, so the, uh, you got yourself. yeah, I know I do that <laughs> we, for the listeners. We had a talk before. Sometimes I go on tangents, but, but, the, um, the, the thing was like getting back to the, it wasn't enough. Uh, I really like fishing with people. I just love it, you know? And, uh, there's a, one of the most, um, popular fishing guides on the West coast and you could Google uh, in California, bass fishing, or just Google West Coast fishing or lake fishing, and this name will come up first on Google. And his name is Rich Tauber, and okay. and he's a he's a, an old uh, uh, elite pro. He won the U.S. Open wow. uh, bass fishing in, in the early '80s, and uh, great guy. And I owe him a ton of gratitude because I literally walked up to him one day and said, "I'm thinking about being a bass guide," you know. Yeah, and he like looked at me right away, and he knew we were doing well in the tournaments. Right away, I mean, there was no pause. I'm going to take you to lunch, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, yeah." Well, that lunch thing was kind of a little bit different because he he goes, "All right, listen, um, <laughs> this is the deal. I'm I'm the big guy, you know, and and um, he is the big guy, you know, and and I want you to work for me." 
uh, you know, oh, he, yeah. So cool. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, this would be great. I'm a loyal employee, man. If you want to take me under your wing, I'm going to listen to everything you got to say. And this guy's made a handsome living with bass fishing. Mm-hmm. That's all he's ever done. He's, you know, he's never been a carpenter or anything else. You know, uh, he's always bass fished. And he told me a great story when he was younger or when, when we first talked, he said, when I was in high school, I knew I was going to be a fisherman, uh, a bass fisherman, tournament guy. I would always, I accepted that I would always live with roommates and have, that would be my life. You know, <laughs> he won a U.S. open, made a bunch of money, got yeah. all his sponsors, did very well. He was elite pro for, you know, 12 years or something like that. You know, he, and then, but then he became a fishing guide and he basically taught me all the ins and outs. There was, he didn't hold anything back. And, um, and like I said, I got the utmost respect for the guy, you know, and, um, there, there came a time when, you know, I needed to start doing it on my own. You know, the phone's ringing and they're for me. They're, mm-hmm. they're not, you know, they want me. And then some of his clients were calling him and they wanted me. So I was like, okay, well it's, it's maybe time for me, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, uh, so we had a big long talk and he's at an age where he's thinking about retiring. You uh-huh. know? I mean, that's just the way it goes. It's not anytime real soon, but he's going to do it. So I said, well, you know, this is something I want to do. And, um, I really love it. Um, I fish probably 200 clients a year, you know, it's, it's a lot, you yeah. know, and, uh, and I owe it to this guy, you know, if I started on my own, it wouldn't have been maybe not even a quarter of that, you know? Yeah. And, um, so anyway, we had a big long talk and, and we came to an agreement and, uh, uh, here I am, Fred Clinshaw fishing, you know, <laughs> how you long know? have you been doing it on your own? On my own. It's probably two years, cool, you know? Man, yeah. Awesome. And been professional guide for over five now, you know, yeah, and then great. probably a guide for a lot longer than that, you know? <laughs> so all your buddies getting yeah, drunk on the boat. Yeah, with <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And now there are people that are, you know, new buddies getting drunk <laughs> on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I really like to focus on when I take people fishing is, um, first of all, um, just, just, it's, you're going to, uh, my main focus is just a safe trip. You know, I got a 20 foot champion boat that does 70 miles an hour. You know, <laughs> you're not going to see 70 miles an hour on my <laughs> no. boat. You know I mean? You're, yeah. you're going to maybe half that, you know, yeah. it's, we're not, you know, you get people all time. How fast does this boat go? Oh, you know, it goes 70, you know, and Oh, let's go. No, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, you, you, they don't know you take them 35 or 40. Oh man. Did you feel that? Oh my God. How fast are we going? Oh man, we're going 65. You you know? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, but anyway, that's, that's the main thing. And then if I could get the, after that would be just, you're going to have a good time no matter what that's, that's, I mean, what do we fish for? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a good time. Exactly. You know? Um, Everybody expects to catch fish. I expect to catch fish every single time I go out, you know, but it's not, you just, you can't control that. <laughs> and you it's know? hard to remember mm-hmm. that too. Like I've been, I haven't, I've been surf fishing a lot. So mm-hmm. I've, I've been going with the dude, Paul that I met and, uh, we go out and just kind of like shoot the shit a little or have yeah. a beer after. And I'm yeah. like, wow, this is what it's about. You know, just yeah. hanging out. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not catching anything, it's, yeah. You're just having fun, dude. Yeah. Having fun. Yeah. It's, Not fun it's, fishing, just having fun, it's, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's fun fishing, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, and you know, I said, you know, you can't guarantee you're going to catch fish. And I, I think, honestly, and all the time, 
all the clients I've had, I may have only been skunked maybe three, four times, you know, and I think it's a pretty good track record, but that's great. Yeah. And it's, uh, but it, it, I really work for you. And, and then, so this is some, uh, growing pains and, and learning that I did in the beginning, you coming off the tournaments and, and becoming a, a new guide is, uh, still having that tournament mentality that you got to catch them. And, um, there's a lot of people that are just going fishing and catching and fishing are two different things. Yeah. You know? so, yeah definitely. so, yeah. So the, um, uh, I had to slow down a whole bunch because I could see some of the clients maybe getting a little stressed. You know, here uh, this point always produces, man. This is uh, the throw here, throw here, throw left, throw left. Throw You're right, baby being too busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, slow down, slow down. Hey, hey, when you cast a uh, mites on cast, okay. Uh, man, it's been five minutes. We need to get a bite. Let's go. Come on. And they're like, you know, hey man, I didn't even open a beer yet. Oh, you have beer? Okay, well, yeah, okay, um, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, you know what I mean. So, so um, I had to really reel back and focus and, and yeah. know what's really important is like this fish. This point will produce. Yeah, let's sit here a while. Let's figure this point out. Show them the meter. Show them the tackle we're going to use. And and then at the at, at the same time, they're getting a learning and they're seeing what's going on and they're seeing how I operate and. Maybe they can use that next time they go rent a boat at Casitas and they oh, can go to that point and they can operate man. that way, you know, and, and, um, um, it's, it, it's helped me even become a better fisherman and slow down a little bit because, you know, it, it, you, you, you get in a certain rut and a mode and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. And, uh, and you're going, and it, going, it, well, like, and adapt hey. too, you know, I mean, a tournament, a tournament angling certainly teaches you how to adapt, you know, you can't. Like, uh, everybody knows you can catch a bass on a drop shot, but sometimes they don't eat it, you know? And, oh, that's you my, know, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you, and a lot of people might think, okay, well, I can't fish any slower than that, but I'll put a jig on it slow and you're not getting bit. Well, you find out in the middle of winter in 52 degree water and 40 <laughs> feet, there's a reaction bite, you yeah. know, it's like, well, how did you find that? You need to adapt. You need yeah. to keep moving through the baits and figure Try out different and look things, at the fish. Yeah. Where are they at on the meter? Where's the majority, you know? Those suspended fish aren't biting, but that one underneath it right there is probably eating a crowd at you. And reading your right electronics, I'm sure yeah. is like a whole, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at when I look at Yeah, it. that takes some time, I, you know? I, I, I look and I go, well, it looks like there's a fucking rock behind it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. sometimes it works. Like, I'm more of like, I do it by sight. I mean, I bought all the shit, but I just, you know, got to yeah. learn. It's, it's uh, I guess, just taking your time to, to learn something and ask a lot of questions too. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of guys that are really good with it and you know who the real studs are, the saltwater guys. They're, yeah. they're really good. I mean, they could determine whether they're a white fish or sea bass, you know, I mean, it's, uh, um, one of those things that's, it's what they do all the time. And I'm fortunate enough that I know all the boat captains in my area. I fish <laughs> with them. I sit in their wheelhouses yeah. and all the boat captains up there all have bass boats. So <laughs> they do. So guess they, where they come? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, a lot of them are tournament fishermen and stuff like yeah. that, you know, and then we just, it's a really good community. And, um, anyway, the, the, uh, um, 
the 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 electronics certainly are important but the the thing about those is uh you buy them in the next year they're obsolete like a computer you know i'm i'm still you guys you guys are gonna laugh but i'm still i'm still rocking hds 7s you know humming uh, uh lawrence's and Dude, and some they're of the nails. new ones i saw i think yeah, uh, all side over scan and stuff. all over posted oh, something from yeah. Yeah. yeah and i was like oh my god that thing is crazy, yeah i think he's dude. rocking garments or something yeah, like that yeah the new ones look so crazy yeah. dude yeah the my team's partner um he's got a, a 2000 is it a 17 2017 phoenix mm-hmm to the nines, man. <laughs> Everything you could possibly get. It's got like all that stuff on it. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't even use this stuff a lot of it, you know? So you get to a point where you, you just get what you like and you're comfortable with. You yeah. Know? Definitely. Same thing. I mean, same as a musician, you get your rig, that's your rig. Yeah. You know, man. you got your amp, you got your guitar, you got your effects and that's my rig. And you could use that for 20 years, you know, as long as it doesn't break. There you, know? you go. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, great yeah. compare to yeah. me at least. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> to me, yeah. it's like yeah. if you can figure out how to use your rig the best way you can. Yeah, yeah. who's to say you need that, you know? Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean there's been plenty of times in, in you and I uh, uh, play music. Um, there's been plenty of times you you buy the this next new hot thing. And you can't use it, no. you know. I, you know, there's there's been these effects that you know. Oh, it does everything. Buy it, you know. And line throw it six, in your bro. It yeah, just like a major boogie. Yeah, like a pod or something like that, you <laughs> yeah. know. And you buy that thing, you're like, oh, I don't even know what to do with this thing. Give me, give me an old analog pedal back. I remember you know, when they like came that, out yeah. with line six, and yeah. they're like, dude, it sounds great. And I'm like, yeah. it sounds like dog shit. Yeah, yeah it's super digital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, same thing. <laughs> But let's, since we're talking about music, yeah, you grew up in Oxnard. Right. Uh, the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. So you're part of like a really cool punk scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking earlier. My friend Nick was a really young uh, kid, and he got to play drums with Dr. No. Yeah, Dr. uh, No, one of my favorite bands in the world. Yeah, serious. Let's talk about some of the punk band you grew up with and yeah some of the sure and your music you play so i i grew up in uh one of the most awesome times for oxnard nardcore there you go hardcore uh, punk rock scene in fact one of my favorite pictures was in the 90s in the early 90s when the grunge scene came from seattle <laughs> you know the sub pop there was a picture of uh kurt cobain in his bedroom and I looked at a flyer in the back, and it was a Dr. No flyer. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that uh, that whole era in the early 80s, um, you know, the skate punk. It yeah, was, it was huge. Um, skate punk. I was a skater, surfer, and um, the whole Nardcore scene really had legs 
I mean, it's still there in its, you know, different variations. It's, it, you know, it's changed with the times and stuff. But the OG Oxnard Nardcore, Land and No Toilets, you call it what you want. <laughs> that that was definitely in the early 80s. And there was the bands like, and I'll probably leave some out, but there was Aggression. There was um, Stalag 13. There was Dr. No. There was False Confession. Ill repute was one of the biggest ones. Yeah, dude, yeah. huge, man. Yeah, there was there was even some uh, smaller bands that didn't get that big that were like Second Thoughts and stuff like that. You know, that were these were all bands that um, were they were huge. I mean, I mean, Slayer covered a Doctor No song. Dude, you know, right? Yeah, Mister yeah. Freeze. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, th- th- it was an influential By the way, area. I really like some people shit on the album. I liked it. I thought oh, they did a great take yeah, on the yeah. the song Slayer yeah. on that album, and yeah. I still play it. Like the Minor Threat songs, I love fucking Di song. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love Di yeah. man, and I'm yeah. like fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I was talking to somebody about a similar conversation to this of cover songs, and we were. Um, I, I like all music, and I, I, I like a lot of the heavier stuff, like Monster Magnets, yeah. one of my favorite bands, you know, and. Uh, you know, those guys are like the Rolling Stones, you know, they'll be around forever. <laughs> but um, they did, you know, everybody's covered Into the Void. You yeah. Know? Into the Void. Soundgarden did it. Monster Magnet, Magnet did it. Um, but I think that song belongs to Dr. No, man. Uh, if you ever heard, <laughs> when they were on Metal Edge Records, when they became a metal band yeah. from, from, you know. Yeah. Um, that it was just insane. But anyway, so the Oxnard scene back in those days was, was just something incredible. I mean, it was just a skate scene. There was a half pipe in everybody's backyard. Everybody was listening to it. Half the time, the half pipe was in one of the band's backyard, you know, it was, and it was all accessible. You just went and you did it and hung out. You didn't even know what you were involved in because it was just, it was what we, what we were doing. And, um, a lot of these musicians were, not three chord punk musicians. They were talented guys. Yeah. They could play. I mean, these were like guys that were in the middle school band, learned how to play and were like, screw this man. I'm playing this, you know, and got heavy, you know? And, uh, and what was really funny is, uh, um, one of my favorite guitar players was from that scene and it's Fred Mattaquin, who was Dr. No's guitar player, but he also played in a lot of other bands. He, he played in false confession, which was a really close, uh, all those guys in that band were close friends of mine, but the, uh, um, his, his, it, Mick Mars was his guitar player. That's, yeah. that's who he, he was like, he was trying to be Mick Mars, yeah. but it ended up being a punk rock, you yeah, know, and, yeah, and he was yeah. just an awesome guitar, uh, punk rock guitar player. But let, let's just see who some of these guys are now. You know, I mean, one of them was the, uh, bass player of false confession named Scotty Morris, who, uh, ended up being in a, uh, uh, kind of a, a bluesier paladins, uh, rockabilly blues, Texas mm-hmm. blues band that ended up being a three piece <laughs> Texas blues band called Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and and, which is huge. Yeah, I mean, like a well, big, yeah. well, and most of you swing guys are going, "What? No way!" <laughs> Texas blues band. Yeah, well, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy was a three piece Texas blues band that when they started adding horns, yeah, started playing swing. Exactly, and that's when it took off. You know, and then. My very close friend, Harry Meisenheimer, who um, was a drummer in one of the punk bands. He played in Stalag and and, uh, 
and in uh, a uh, uh, false confession, he ended up being Harry Drumdini from the Cramps for like twenty years. And Wild then, dude, yeah. You know? And then one of my old roommates, Dave Casillas, who was in Stag Thirteen, ended up being in No Effects. You know, and yeah, then, yeah. That's old school No Effects. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was a, a lot of these guys. They ended up being in and 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 Kyle from False Confession. Him and I never got close. You know, I reached out a couple times. We talked at gigs and stuff. Yeah. but he won't remember me. But anyway. Big fan of him, you know. He's he does scores and stuff like yeah. that. You know, I mean, these guys are very Wild, talented dude. guys. Yeah, which is a yeah. cool. It's kind of a different uh, scene than around here. It's mm-hmm. you know up, up north a little more, yeah. but it had a really big uh, impact on the punk scene. And, oh, for sure. You know, yeah, for like, sure. And you got to see a lot of cool surf punk and bands skate, too, yeah. right? And then you know the oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's talk I mean, about it's not yeah. minor threat. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, then and, and you know uh, suicidal tendencies. Mike yeah. Muir's from up there. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, these guys were all around the town. And so getting back to the fishing and, you know, I'm a, and, and, and just as much as I am into fishing, I am into hunting as well. So, yeah, yeah. Let's hear about that. Yeah. Man. Well, I'll get to that in just a second, but the, the area I grew up in had that punk scene, had the three harbors, had all these lakes, had all this ag land with all these sloughs and ponds and stuff. I didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> you had everything there. Right? I, I'm needed, serious. Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were just kind of, we, this the, it was kind of a kind of like a little special area that we didn't go anywhere. Yeah, we made music, we fished, we surfed. We had we had some of the best surf breaks on the coast right there. You know, we had Rincon all the way to the north and Point Magoo all the way to the south. You yeah. know, and everything in between. And then uh, and then all the hills surrounding us. There's a national forest and a lot of uh, cattle farming and stuff, which goes into the hunting now, you know, how and, old were you when you got into that? So hunt, hunting's a funny thing. I got a great story about that. So, <laughs> so when I was younger, Hold on one second, yeah. I got a piss. Oh, piss yeah. Break, guys. Too. yeah. 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 All right, guys, we're back from PBIC. <laughs> yeah. Much needed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So back to the hunting. So the way, the way the hunting started with me is, um, I didn't get serious into hunting till, um, probably later later in my 20s but the uh uh the first hunting experience i had um going back to you know all the sloughs and marshes and stuff around town there was a buddy of mine that um i met when i was younger i was about 16 and uh i liked him because he had really good saltwater gear you know (laughs) and all my stuff was so thrashed it was always thrash you know garage sale stuff like that you know and all that but we made it work we always kept it lubed up and clean and stuff like that and and uh his older brother was just a he was a bass stud calico guy you know and custom wrap rods and stuff like that but anyway he said that um he went he used to go duck hunting and I was like, wow, duck hunting, huh? You can go around here? He's like, oh, dude, we live in, like, the best place ever. There's all- yeah. I go, I've never really thought of that, you know? <laughs> and I've seen guys, you know, I, I would be surfing, and, and guys would be um, shooting down the beach back in the day be- before Gosh. it became uh, beach park and stuff, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And I didn't know what they were shooting. I thought they were, they were target shooting because we, we would go and, and shoot guns sometimes down the beach, too, you know? It was... It, it was um, well, now it's like, you know, they're, they're trying to save some bird or something out there, you know, so, but whatever, you know, but, but, but back then it was guys were riding dirt bikes and stuff out there, you know? So, so anyway, there was some wetlands out there. So his, his uh, dad took us duck hunting a couple of times. And, um, if anybody knows me, knows I'm, I'm huge into duck hunting and deer hunting, <coughs> oh, excuse me. And then, uh, um, 
I didn't hit anything. You know, I used to shoot a lot of stuff. I didn't even know what I was using. So, you know, but, but that was my first, first thing with hunting. And then, uh, what ended up happening is later, later on in life, uh, something changed with me the way, um, I mean, I wasn't ever going to become a vegan or anything like that. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I love eating meat, you know, but I did kind of think, well, maybe I should try to catch it, kill it, cook it myself, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, so I started investigating a little bit of that and I, and I remembered when we would, my buddy and his dad would kill these ducks when we were younger they would cook them and they would smell fantastic. And I thought they tasted terrible. <laughs> you know, I remember going, Oh my God. So I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't want to go duck hunting, Yeah, but I did. <laughs> I went back to some of these areas that were, that we went to when I was younger and some of them were still open, you know? So, um, I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to bring my son. So I started bringing my son too. And we started bird hunting a lot. And, you know, the first couple of times we killed some birds and stuff, we cleaned them and ate them, and they weren't that bad. But there was a lot of room for improvement, and uh, uh, because it was our first time, and we started really liking it, and we're like, "Man, this is great!" And we, and then uh, I started getting in, and, and, oh, and rabbits, you know, all all of them, you know, yeah. but we never really got into big game stuff like you know, like deer, and. Uh, I shot my first buck shortly after that and uh, with some buddies of mine that were just local legends. They're just, I, yeah. you know, in my life, I've been so blessed with some of the, some of the things I've done because the, the people who have gotten me into the things that I have put my whole heart into, like fishing or surfing or, yeah. or whatever, I, I built surfboards for years. Yeah. And uh, I tried to make that a business at one point. And the guys who were mentoring me doing that were just, I mean, they were the best of the best, yeah. you know, very well-known, famous guys. Um, same thing with the guiding and, and you know, the, the fishing and, and surfing and whatnot. Um, so that, that goes along more with the guiding. I just want to show people how to do this and stuff like that, you know, yeah. but, but the, the, um, the deer hunting, um, I shot my first buck. I worked really hard for that thing. I think I went a whole season and a half before I finally got one. A lot of learning, a lot of same thing as you were talking earlier, trying to cut your teeth, learning how to bass fish. Hunting's way harder. It's <laughs> way harder. It's just so much harder, you know. There's so much more involved, you know. I mean, it's like there's no getting on top of that deer and looking at him in the meter and putting things in front of his face, trying to get him to eat it. You know, you got to shoot him in yeah. the head. <laughs> well, those things, are, those things are, are, are made to not be seen. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, of course you drive in the country and you see a doe, but do you ever see a big buck? You know, no, you don't, never. you know I mean? One time. Yeah. Yeah. Idaho though. There you go. Know, yeah. I'm sorry. It was Utah, Bear mm-hmm. Lake. Oh, okay. It was, yeah. I've never seen a deer this big in my life. Yeah. And my uncle hunts up there a lot. And yeah. I'm like, we stop. I'm like, look at that fucking deer. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't like that up here. And I'm like, they don't, you know? Yeah. I'm like, shoot, man. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I used to watch like uh, all Steve Ranella stuff. Oh, God. You know, Meat like, Eater. That yeah. guy is awesome. That guy is awesome. I listen to his podcast, too. I like his podcast. Yeah, you might want to check out Joe Rogan, too. He's oh, he's with God. him, too. That's, yeah, I've listened yeah. to him since uh, day one. And Joe Rogan's mm-hmm. a fairly new hunter, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, But, I mean, he's the epitome of what I'm at, too, you know, where you 
you the more you get into this hunting the more you realize how hard they are to get the more you need to be in shape to get them and oh, the more God. healthy the meat is when you get it you know so, so it's, do you it's kind of a whole thing eat your own meat? so that's funny we uh my, yeah, my family sort of got into that whole thing for a while where we were like, this is, this is how we're going to live. You know, we almost went organic and we're, we're not hippie or anything no, like that. It's just, no, it's just something we were, we were trying to do the best we could, you know, yeah. and it, it, you know, if we needed something from the start, big deal, go get it. You know, it's not against our rules, but, but that's what we did. And, uh, so to answer your question, yeah, we tried it. <laughs> and, and I tried being vegetarian too. Yeah, for- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the whole hunting thing is uh I'm a s I'm I'm very fortunate to say that I am a successful hunter. This uh in California you're allowed two deer a year. Mm-hmm. I generally kill two deer a year. Okay. There's a lot of guys, the average in California for a California hunter to harvest a deer is one every three years. And yeah, so I've been very, very fortunate, but that's just because of like fishing hours on the water it's just hours on the land, you know, time on the land, time on the land, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just, it's, you know, you, you messed up, you don't get mad. You go, okay, how'd I mess up? What'd I do wrong? What, where's that, where's that deer going to be tomorrow? You know, Mm -hmm. what's he doing? Why was he doing that? What did I do to make him run? You know, or what did I do? Right. And are you, you're using guns. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was a bow hunting fiend for a while, you know, and, uh, when, you know, I've hit a couple of deer with my bow, but the, but, but the, um, I'm a meat eater, <laughs> you know, and, and the whole, the whole stock and chase thing with the, with the, with the, the bow is so, you feel like uh, it's a different, a different, um, yeah, sport almost it, like it's yeah. a different, well, yeah, it, it, to a sense. So the satisfaction of killing a deer with your bow is primitive and it's so satisfying it's beyond anything but the heartbreak of not getting a deer at the end of the year (laughs) is what keeps me from being a bow hunter full-time so it's kind of like fishing with lures or bait sometimes yeah i mean yeah so here's my fishing thing so i go out and it's windy and it's cold and it's tough and nobody's catching anything and i went out and i didn't catch anything i went out all day and i didn't get a bite I go home and I, all I could think about is going again in the morning. <laughs> it was like, what do I got to do to get one tomorrow? Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So that's kind of how I am with hunting too. So you um, love challenging. Yeah. That's what yeah you love. That You're, type of challenge. You know yeah. I mean? It's, it's a, uh, it's, um, I think, uh, there's a couple sports out there and, and I hate lumping. Yeah. Fishing is a sport, I guess. And, and, uh, but the, the the thing with us is uh there's a couple sports out there that are true i think and one of them's mma i mean you can't you can't you, that is like that is like total true sport so, man that's my that okay <laughs> i told you earlier i i i'm losing this sport i think i told someone i've been watching mma since god like about 15 pride days yeah so i've been watching since pride vanderlei's my guy oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, my yeah, guy yeah. i met yeah. john jones fuck you you asshole <laughs> yeah. i was a dickhead i took a picture with john jones before he was champ and everything yeah uh yeah dude i i loved used to love him i mean not now it's like there's like fucking 10 million cards and i'm like oh oh yeah yeah you know but, but, but what i mean with that that sport in general it's two guys yeah and it's Definitely. an octagon and 
somebody's going to win. You know what I mean? It's it's there's there's no ball. There's no better ball. There's no better cleats. There's no Nike against Reebok or whatever's cool now. It's 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 almost who's better. It's who's better. Yeah. And it's not to say that this guy's not going to be better next time. Yeah. This guy was better this time because he knew more than this guy. But next time, this guy might be a little better. That's the same in, in golf. That's the same in bass tournaments. And uh, which makes sense. It's oh. like sometimes you you could fish and be doing you what you know, and it doesn't work. And that dude, that oh my god, that, you're singing my song, you know, man. It's like, yeah. So you hit that that one bite this dude yeah. got, and you're fucked. You're done. That guy yeah. won it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great comparison. Yeah. 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 It's 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 uh, it's true, and, and that's that's kind of my my sports, I guess. You know, I guess that's kind of what I'm into. You know, when we talked earlier, we so you're like a golf sports. and MMA. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not an MMA fighter. Or I don't play golf. I, I play golf, but but I you play, like watching he, MMA. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Huh? Yeah. And then uh but uh the I mean, when you go in a in a bass tournament or something and you and you you go out there, it's the same lake, it's the same fish, it's the same uh barometric pressure, it's the same temperature, it's the Is same Is that a big wind. deal to you? Barometric pressure? Will sure, I think so. I think yeah. all those things play yeah. into effect, you know. There's, you know, the pre-front, post-front, you know, all that stuff and and sometimes it changes two, three times during the day, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean there's been tournaments that one tournament that comes to mind immediately is we had two fish in the boat at 11 o'clock from 11 to 1130. We probably caught three limits and then never got bit after that again. And we were thinking, Oh my God. Were you keeping, do you keep notes um, like on that? Are you uh, <laughs> No, I don't keep <laughs> notes for anything. I'm the worst note taker. I swear. I'm the worst note taker. And, I'm good under pressure. You know, it's like, it's like, you you knew about this trip for four weeks, but you started packing the night before, you know, but then I get, I show up and everything's there. (laughs) What what about, uh, so you, you said, did you fish MLF? Uh, okay, so yeah, there was an MLF at Lake Casitas one time. And you fished it? Yeah, I fished Okay, it. let's I fished hear about too. that because that's okay. A, we had a Greg Vinson from mm-hmm. uh, Fish Head Underspin on. Mm-hmm. He did a call-in one, and uh, a lot of people are, I'm interested in MLF. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could talk about that like, yeah. experience. Okay, this is why I'm such a big fan of this platform. Um, MLF, for some of you guys that may or may not know, is, is a major league fishing challenge, and uh, you have a pool of anglers it could be 20 anglers it doesn't matter how many anglers but it's a total weight and um there's there's a couple different ways that they do it but at the very end of the tournament whoever had the total weight wins the tournament and why this is important is because in a normal tournament a guy can get five bites five fish and they could be the five heaviest fish caught in the boat or the the tournament i'm sorry and he wins the tournament the guy who comes in third might have caught 25 fish, but none of his five fish weighed more than his five bites that he weighed in. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I hope I did that right. But the, no, that makes uh, okay. sense. Okay. Makes sense. So, uh, major league fishing format, you just go out and you just try to catch as many fish as you can. But the one I fished in, you can only have five fish on your boat at one time. I'll oh, tell you why. You to, so this wasn't the ref thing. No, the ref. What there was a uh, there was a pontoon boat with judges okay. in the middle of the lake. You get five fish. 
You run to the you judges. You run to okay. the judges, <laughs> weigh them in, and you hope you get back to that spot before another guy gets there. There's a lot of, lot I think of factors. I think that's pretty cool. It is the coolest. I think that the way you're talking about is cool because do you leave? Do you call fish? What do you do? Like, you know, like if man, you them, nailed it, you nailed it. You, know? <laughs> you nailed it. Cause I was going to get to that. That's, that was, that's, that's such a good thing to know right there because, uh, that's something, uh, I kind of learned in the second one I fished, okay. but, but the, the, the first one, uh, they had was interesting because it was a tough bite and, um, I don't even remember what I, th- I won it. The first one I entered, I, I, no I yeah, I won it. It was it was so satisfying because everybody. <laughs> I, I bet. It, well, well, more so than who was it? Uh, it was it was it was a uh, it was the RTF tournament. It was a former uh, Western Outdoor News. I think it was it was sponsored by the Western Outdoor News. Okay, um, but the guys who were all fishing in this one were just every one of them was an outstanding fisherman, you know, and I was. I was really nervous going into it. What do I do? What do I do? You know, I'm not even really on them and stuff like that. And the, the this everything I'm just going to talk about and explain, you could see how this would all get in your head. The, um, I didn't even have a fish till 10 in the morning. Yeah. And we had 7 o'clock takeoff, you know? Yeah. And by 9 o'clock, you're looking at the real time, what's going on, and guys are already weighing in limits. And I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, you could God. see. Yeah. Every oh. every time somebody weighs in, you know, they'd be like, oh, Nick Trujillo just... Is there an app on your phone? Yep. And it's oh, and it's real time. You just leave it on your deck and okay, you watch so it. Okay, so how... Some lakes, like Diamond Valley, I don't get any fucking service. Oh, and that's the thing about the, the Casitas when we had it, too, was the... Uh, you had to be kind of careful because you go into cove and lose service and go, Oh, nobody's catching them. And then you come out and get service. Boom. Everybody's <laughs> lit up. You're like, Oh my God, your stomach just drops, you know? Uh, so this is, t- this is how versatile you have to be. This is like late November. It's been windy and cold. Fish are down a little bit deeper, but the shatter up and you guys take this for what it's worth. I'll just tell you how I, I, I fished this. I was fishing a jig and a sea rig under the shad thinking that, uh, these fish are getting a little lethargic. They've been eating shad for a while. They're not going to move much. Some of the better fish will be eating the dead ones that are falling through the school that the little bucks are probably beating up. And it was kind of working. I was getting them here and there, here what, and uh, there. What line? Like I'm, I love knowing like oh yeah line sure. mm-hmm. uh, a yeah. leader yeah so uh, a weight. C, sure a sea rig. <laughs> uh, this is great about fishing because you talk to 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different answers and they all work. And yeah. the reason they're doing it is because it works and it, it's all applicable. You know, my, my sea rig I was using that day, I was using a 17 pound main line on a swim bait rod with a one ounce slider. Wow. Yeah. Heavy. huh? Yeah. And I was probably using a three foot tag with a 12 pound, uh, uh, fluorocarbon leader. Mm hmm. And, uh, I probably had an EWG hook on there with some sort of like creature bait. Okay. And I was just popping that, dragging it like kind of a crawdad kind of working down below the the shad schools. And I was popping them here and there, here and there. And, uh, I found this one school of biters that was under this shad in the middle of a cove in about 40 feet. And I went from no fish to about third, fourth in the pack. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how quickly it can change. Yeah, so dude. my mind was totally screwed before that. And then when I put it on there, I'm like, oh man, I'm like in third right now. So you know? when you put it on, are you put that at this time in the MLF, 
Did you just put it on your phone or did you go weigh in? At oh, you have time? to weigh in. So getting back to what you said, which is super key. <clears throat> I caught probably nine fish out of that school, right? Well, when you have... I know, one other question. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's all right. Uh, how many can you keep on your boat at a time? Five's only... You're only allowed to have five at five any time. At any time, okay. So if you have three on your boat and you're passing that guy and you go to the next spot and you didn't weigh those three fish in... You get to your next spot and you catch two and they're biting. You got to leave them biting to go weigh those five in. So it's always good to so go. So you're weighing in every time. Anytime you pass that yeah. thing, you got two fish, weigh them in. Yeah. Three fish, weigh them in. You got five, weigh, you know, of course. Yeah. So, so anyway, I was weighing these fish in, weighing these fish in. But what, what really did is I couldn't get past third, fourth, third, fourth, third, fourth. There was these guys. I checked these fish in this cove um, twice already. And they were on these shad really hard. They didn't want anything. There was a big ball of shad. They are eating live shad. I couldn't get them. I think it was the third time I checked them. Could have been the fourth. I don't remember. I uh, went in this cove. The fish were still there. The shad were gone. They uh, moved out. Money, huh? And I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> back the boat way off. Remember, this is November, end of November, but that cove was shallow. It was only about five feet. You could visually see the shad were gone. And the, you could see the fish in the water in the back of the cove. I threw a buzz bait. Oh, Every cast got one. Man. Every cast I How got one. How satisfying is on buzz bait oh, too, Oh my man. God. It was just insane. Straight, I love straight, buzz bait by, yeah. straight braid, buzz bait, late November. I know nobody's throwing it. These fish are eating it. Every single cast. I load my live well up. I probably did about 16, 16 pounds in that 10 minutes. Shit. Ran back. Threw then, first. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, uh, I looked and, uh, I was, uh, I was, I was tied basically. I was behind. Did, did you have a reason that you threw the buzz bait? I always have a buzz bait tied on. There's a couple baits I always have tied on. I always have a drop shot tied on because you know, you might be moving and you see something on the bottom. And then, uh, uh, I have a buzz bait tied on generally not, not like thick winter no, January I won't have it, but that fall time, you just never know. You know, I mean, that's, it's still that water temperature where they're probably transitioning deep, but they might come up shallow to warm up a little bit back and forth. And it's just instinct, I guess, you know, I don't really, I can't explain it, but that's man, not a, they, is that a confidence top water? Like, yeah, yeah, but okay. probably, yeah. Um, uh, that or, or some kind of like spook type bait, you know, something like that. But yeah. I threw that and man, every cast, they bit it. I loaded the live well. I went, I went in, weighed in. I was within first of like ounces, like, like two ounces, something like that. The guy that was in first was just a guy I really respect. I'm like, Oh my God, he's, he's going to get a five pounder. Who who, who is that? His name is, his name is Cody Kurz and he's a, he's a local guy up there. Very good. Young fisherman. Very good. Awesome. And, uh, I am, I, I'm thinking, Oh my God, there's only like, there's only like a half hour left in this thing, you know? And, and, uh, I shot over to this rock pile and I start throwing a jig and, I'm thinking, God dang, I got so close. You know, it's already getting in my head. This guy's got a little bit more, and I keep watching to see if he catches another one. Boom! Like five minutes before the tournament was over, I caught a one and a half pounder. No. One and <laughs> a half the pounder. Change the game. I jammed over there. The weigh-in boat was already wrapping stuff up. I go, I got one. You know, it weighs in one and a half pounds. Put me over by a pound. You know, won that tournament. Dude, that's yeah, awesome. It was cool. What a great story. Yeah, 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 it was cool. But then what I want to do is I also want to talk that same format with the second one. So, oh, it was the same format. The same format okay. was the second one the next year, and uh, every one they have all entered. It's it's 
if if that's all they ever had for now and I'd be good with. It's okay. just a great the fish get released immediately. Yeah. They're not in your live well all day and stuff. Anyway, um yeah, so uh I I go into the next year and I'm on the fish the next year. You know, I'm thinking, Oh my god, I'm I, I got a chance. My average fish was three and a half pounds, which is pretty wow, good. Three, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, was, I had a good spot. I was doing really good. I weighed in the end of this end of the tournament. I probably weighed in Oh, I can't remember how many times I weighed in, but I I think it was about 31 or 32 pounds total at the end of the day. Uh-huh. The winner took 50 pounds. His average fish was a pound and a half. Dude. Yeah. That's what changed. That's the big change in the structure. Right? Yeah. He, that guy's a well-respected, uh, fisherman up in my area and a young guy. And he, uh, his goal was to just catch as many as he could and i like that because mm-hmm. you could be a guy that doesn't catch big fish but knows yeah. how to catch small any kind of fish yeah as long as you're catching a pound or a pound and a mm-hmm. half you can kill it that's what he did he he said it was the most casts and the most spots he's fished in, in ever you know he yeah. he'd go on a point throw a drop shot one and a half boom throw it in one and a half boom nothing <laughs> go to the next one you know weighed in a ton of times i mean one and a half pound average with 50 pounds. How many times you got to weigh in with five fish? You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. He was, he was, yeah, I know. So he deserved it, you know? And, and, uh, you know, I, I think I got fourth in that tournament with, uh, but, but that goes back to the old format. I had a three and a half pound average. He had a one and a half pound average. Who's to say that if it was a five fish limit, who would have won that tournament? You yeah, know I mean, exactly. it's just, it's a, that's why I like that format. So next year, my thinking is going to change entirely, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just going to go catch everything. And anything yeah, I can, there you, know? you go, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's super so, cool. Let's, yeah. uh, do you have any boater, um, like stories? Boater, like, uh, like uh, people on the boat. No, like you fucking something up. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> everything. I like, I like talking about that because yeah. that's like, in my, I like talking about because I I know, I mean most guys did something stupid on their boat when they were a boat owner. You know. Oh so. yeah, it happens. Uh, it happens frequently. <laughs> I think the 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 one thing is when you fish with me, if you come book a trip with me, um, we're not going to fish live bait. Uh, we may fish something like a night crawler or something like that, but there are guides that'll take you, and you're going to go fish live shad. If that's your request, go go with those guys because I'm going to fish more a tournament style or something like that. Or, or if you want to fish night crawlers, that's fine. So we, you can we, fish we, live bait at lakes, or yeah, depending on the lake. Yeah, if you catch it there, like a bait fish, like a shad or something like so that. So like I remember going to San Vicente and they sold uh, shiners, like yeah, yeah, that down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, some lakes do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Uh, I uh, thought it was against the law for some reason. Well, like maybe maybe those are uh, indigenous to that lake. Okay. Yeah, and maybe they raise them and then yeah. they sell them. You know, okay. um, mm-hmm. uh, like casitas, you could fish crawdads only if you catch them there. You can't bring them from outer waters. Really? Can quag, you catch them? They quag a muscle. Yeah, yeah, it'd be tough. <laughs> be tough, you know. Yeah, but my 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 epic fail uh, is is probably with shad. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. When I was first becoming a guide, the guides were like, "Oh, you got to you got to guide with shad. You're going to go out and have an amazing day." You know, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I've never done it, and I've fished a little bit here and there." But, yeah. So I went and netted a bunch of fish, put them in my live well, uh, had clients for the day and they did, they worked really good, you know, but, um, uh, went to start the boat, uh, had a little <laughs> problem starting it and go to take off. And the guys, you know, I try to get on plane, the boat's barely moving. And I'm thinking, what the heck? And these guys, you know, oblivious to anything that's happening. And 
I, I, I opened the back hatch up to look at the batteries and the whole boat's full of water back there. Full. I mean, what had happened is those shad clogged my drain. Yeah, that happened to me when I first boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So luckily my bilges and everything all worked. I put them, I should have had them in auto anyway. That would have been the first trigger. But the I put them in manual and I'm trying to tell these guys, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, let me just pump a little water out of here. I'm panicking, you know, and these guys are, you know, okay. We're all sitting in the in the seats, you know, and they're looking at each other like, what's going on here? You know, this is my old boat, you yeah. know, not the one I have now. And, and um, yeah, let me just pump a little of this water out. And I'm trying to plane at the same time, get all the water in the back, and the boat's not going very good and stuff like that. And um, uh, and I thought I, I pulled one on him. You know, the whole time I'm having a heart attack. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to do this again. And, uh, and then uh, one of the guys rebooked with me. Uh, no, no. One of, the, uh, one of the guys referred me after that to another uh, client, and the client gets on my boat, and he goes, yeah, my buddy, so-and-so, and... I kind of remember who he was, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you have a good time? He's like, yeah, you had a good time. Tell me to come uh, fish with you. Oh, great. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, he said, you almost sunk the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I thought I put it yeah, off water. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he said, uh, he said, you know, your whole boat was full of water in the back back there. It sounded like, oh, great, you know. <laughs> it's like, no more shad. I'm not, not fishing that anymore. What happens? I had to get it. I used to be an electrician, so mm-hmm. I got a fish tape mm-hmm. and was shoving it through trying to get the mm-hmm. fucking sardine out of the, you know, yeah. when I drained it, it stuck in the thing. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it happens, dude. you know, crawdad shells, all kinds yeah. of stuff, you know, the, the, the bass throw up all kinds of stuff, you know. And your, uh, so your PB is at Casitas? Is, is at Casitas. Yeah, I got a... Uh, double digit bass. I don't have a big score for that. I, I caught, um, I caught a 10 pounder at a different, uh, lake and I caught 11 pounder at Casitas. Which, and, which lake was it? Yeah, th- that was a private lake. Really? Yeah. Vale? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, private, <laughs> private, private, local, undisclosed oh. location. Uh, I have a picture of it though. What about stripers? Uh, stripers. Oh man, I caught a big one at really? uh, Lake San Antonio. Really? Yeah, big one, biggest one, biggest, bigger than one I ever caught at any of the river lakes or the river itself or anything. You know? Yeah, it was close to twenty pounds. Wow. Yeah, it was a big nice. one. I didn't even know they so got they- that big. No, that was on a shad. <laughs> <laughs> really, it was. It was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't even know they got that big in that lake, you know. Dude, yeah, I caught nice. a bunch of like threes and fours, and then this thing uh, oh, nearly spooled my bait caster, you know. Yeah, good fish. What's mm. your other favorite lake? If it's not Casitas, what is the lake in Southern oh, California? Lake yeah, I mean, um, any new water I love. Mm-hmm. Anything uh, I I love fishing places I haven't fished before. You know, I love like we were talking before trying to figure it out and stuff like that. You know. Um, but lakes I just really love. Uh, you, I don't go to it very often, but Lake Powell is like, I absolutely love that lake. That yeah. lake is just amazing. I heard it. Yeah, is, yeah, it's just amazing. I caught a walleye in that lake before. I never That's caught awesome. a walleye. Yeah. yeah. Um, the But the, um, the uh, smallmouth bass fishery there was just insane. You know, there's stripers in it, of course, and largemouth and stuff. Uh, good largemouth. Um one of the uh, area uh, lakes in my area that is just a, a jewel 
is uh, Lake Piru. I like Lake Piru. You know, I heard the mm-hmm. same thing from. I never thought anything of it. Mm-hmm. My uncle shit on it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of lot of uncle and, shit on and, it. <laughs> yeah. My uncle's like, all right, Lake fucking sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, yeah. yeah. I never, I never thought about it. Is that, there any lakes that you just don't fucking like? Yeah, let's see <laughs> that I don't like. Huh. Um. I don't think there is. No, no. You like fish it, everywhere usually. Yeah, like you it, fish down south in San Diego. No, uh, no, just saltwater. I, 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 I fish with uh, uh, Rory, who you've had on the, yeah. the show before, uh, down in some his spots down there, and uh, super fun. Yeah, uh, we recently did a, a trip down there. He, he's, he does a lot of stuff with the Boy Scouts. Yeah, and, oh, we yeah. talked about that. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And um, I was their their guy to help him bass fish at um, uh, Camp Pendleton the oh, lake there. Yeah. yeah, we didn't do so well, but it was super fun. Yeah. And we'll do it again. That's you know? cool, man. Yeah, it was super fun. And uh, you know, um, but I have fished lake, uh, uh, lakes in Texas quite a bit. How's it? Is it how's it different? Texas is awesome. Yeah. Texas is great. Um, They have a lot of little ponds, too. A lot of little ponds, and and their big lakes fish like ponds. Really? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, out here in the West, you know, uh, when you're drop shotting, what do you, eight-pound test? Yeah. We never fished under 20 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. You get big ones on hitting it. Well, it's not necessarily big ones. It's it's what you're fishing in. You know, it's a lot of hydrilla weed and stumps Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And the bass are just a little different, you know. Out here, the the water's clear, deep. You know, you you hook a bass in thirty feet. You're generally fishing twenty feet anyway. Yeah. Well, some of the lakes in uh, almost all the lakes in Texas, not much deeper than twenty feet, wow, no matter how yeah. wide across they are. You yeah. Know? And um, and the water's a little more stained. It's a little more warm. They're a little more aggressive. You know. Uh, some of these lakes I was fishing over there were generator lakes. They they generate a lot of power. So the lake was built to cool their generators. So no matter how cold it gets, the the temperature of the water stays pretty consistent. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, it's an interesting place. Yeah, yeah dude. It. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we've loved having you on the podcast. Thank you. Is there anything yeah. you need to hit before you, you get off? I you know, know you're a very busy guy. Yeah. You got a lot of things going on. I bro. do. I do have a lot of things going on. And, and, um, you know, Nick, I really, really appreciate you hit me up and, and have me come up here. I just think that what you're doing is awesome. I think that the, the fishing community along with the hunting community should be one community, but, um, stuff like this just keeps us all tight. Definitely. Keeps us all talking, Definitely. keeps us all familiar with each other and what we're doing. And, and, uh, and I just would love just to see this sport keep continuing to grow and, and, and just people doing their thing from it and all the different, uh, styles and stuff that have been just, uh, uh, developed because of it and friendships forged and whatnot. It's just an amazing thing. And, uh, with some of those friendships that have been forged, I, feel very fortunate to have forged with a few of them, like uh-huh. the Salty Crew brand, those guys, yeah, you know, you guys, that is just uh, just an incredible group of guys, and, and I would just love everybody to support them. And uh, um, along with those, you know, uh, some of my gear, if I can just uh, say, oh, definitely. you know. Yeah. And the, another thing we like mm, to talk about, what's your local tackle shop? Ah, great. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
It, if you go on my Instagram is the hammer of fury and we still haven't got to that story Dang, about we'll, why, do that, we'll do that. It, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's really quick. <laughs> um, so the, um, uh, you'll notice I'm a big Traeger guy, Traeger grills. That's, that's one of my favorite things in the world hey, is to cook and grill. Your meat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you smell your meat. What's it supposed to hey, smell like? You remember? Fart, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. As soon as, as soon as Roy, uh, I listened to that car, that podcast. That might have been my response to him. Oh I might have. When yeah, he told me that yeah, shit, I, could I heard not you stop guys laughing. laugh. That was so awesome. Yeah, Traeger Grills. Those guys have taken uh, in, incredible care of me, and it's just, it's just there. There's just no substitute for those things. There's a lot of brands that are you know knocking that off, but Traeger's the guys, man. Yeah, you definitely. Know, you man. can't you can't get the customer service from. Anybody else that you can get from Traeger, you get that grill. And Powell rods, best bass fishing rods on earth. As far as I'm concerned, not only, uh, you know, I started as a pro staff guy for uh, Powell rods, and then I became a dealer because I believe in them so well. If you need a bass fishing rod, a Powell rod uh, is my go-to. They got something for the what you're doing. I don't care what it is. They have yeah. it. And if you're interested, you can come uh, hit me up with a DM at uh, the Hammer of Fury. At Instagram and uh, Ardent Reels, the only reels I use in freshwater. A three year warranty on those things. Uh, wow, te- really? Yeah. Tell me, tell, nice, me, tell me another yeah. reel that has that. There isn't. You know, there, <laughs> no. there, there just isn't. You know, I mean, yeah. there's, there's other brands that I've used and, and, you know, you got your brand, but, uh, um, Two and a half years, you know, something breaks on it. You send it to Arden, and they give it you, give you a new one, you know, or they fix what you got. Yeah, you know how much I complain on here about (laughs) my fishing rod. They changed out. Yeah, yeah. Sold all of them Mm -hmm. and bought different ones. (laughs) Yeah, and two of the most important things. Now, listen, guys, this is super important because uh, you know I'm not 20 years old anymore, and I'm reaping (laughs) the benefits of being in the sun my whole life. Is proper eyewear and sunscreen, and and you know. Oh God, I don't need sunscreen. Yes, you do. Because I'm getting stuff removed <laughs> off my face and ears and nose um, that happened to me when I was, you know, in my teens. And I use surface sunscreen exclusively. Those guys are just, they're on it. They're on it, on it, on it. They have everything. They got sprays and and uh, lip balms and r- lotions and whatever. And then finally, best sunglasses. Go get yourself some Canaan's. Those Canaans, man. They, yeah, man. You you want you want uh, X-ray vision? Get some Canaans. <laughs> you 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 don't have. The, hey, listen. You got you got you got some money, and, you, and you're and you're at the counter, and you don't know whether to buy a fish finder or some sunglasses. Get the sunglasses. There you and go, make sure man. they say Canaan. <laughs> you won't need that fish finder. And you got to protect those eyes from crankbaits flying at your face. Absolutely, man. <laughs> especially if you fish with a partner like mine. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, and then, uh, w- once again, thanks again, Nick, you know, uh, uh, real quick, uh, like I said, uh, hammer of fury, uh, at Instagram, you can get a hold of me there. Well, all, let's, let's tell the story info. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the hammer of fury, and we, we touched on hunting a little bit earlier and, um, you know, when, when I was first getting uh, social media, I was not, not a social media. I haven't been a social media guy for very long. And, um, you know, I was just doing my thing and stuff. And Willie Morris, uh, who ended up, you know, a uh, salty crew guy, he goes, listen, y- y- you're in this brand. We would really like you to get a social media page and, and maybe start <laughs> showing some stuff and all that. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just going to do my thing and all that. So in spite, I did a social media page and I called it the <laughs> hammer of fury. 
And the reason they did the Hammer Fury, because, you, you know, uh, 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 Jenny down the street has a social media page for her dog, uh, Squeaky, or whatever, you know. And, <laughs> and, you know, whatever Squeaky does, she takes a picture of it and um, puts on her social media page and says, uh, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. You know, it's like a social media page for the dog, but the dog's supposed to be narrating yes. it, right? You know? Yes. Okay, yeah. Hammer Fury is the name of my shotgun. There you go, <laughs> yeah, man. That's the that's how this whole thing started. <laughs> and um Hammer Fury was uh supposed to be a social media page of my shotgun <laughs> and everything that it shot. So I would what take a, a great yeah, idea. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So I would take a picture. So for years everybody you know, we'd go hunting and they, I'd be like, Yeah, I brought the Hammer Fury, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, and we're gonna go we're gonna go uh, uh re- release the Hammer of Fury on these birds tonight or today <laughs> or whatever, you know. So so it started off in, in the posts aren't there anymore, but the first few posts were, were ducks and, and whatever else, you know. And then I threw a couple of fish and I saw, yeah, the ducks got 10 likes, but the, this bass got like a hundred, you <laughs> yeah, know, dude. you know, I was like, whoa. So I just kept doing that. And then, and then I started getting these, these followers and, and pretty quick it, 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 it got some legs and then people were starting to call me hammer. And I was like, wait, oh, man. Hey, guess like, what yeah, this episode like, is going to be called? Like, yeah, I don't know. You just ruined it. Oh, man. Hey, because, no, ooh, no more Fred. No. From now on, you're the hammer. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 you know, I didn't want to be like MC Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killing me. So, so anyway... That's the whole story behind him, uh, the the Hammer of Fury is, uh, and I just roll with it. I'm going to keep it. You know, if you go to the Hammer of Fury, um, you'll see uh, there's some uh, at, you know ads and hashtags on there. There's there's my social or uh, my um, my uh, uh, sponsors and stuff on there. You can you can click on and check them out. But also um, tons of pictures. And my phone number's on there. There's a, you can get a hold of me, DM me there, or you can just call me. And, and if I could put my number on here too. It's oh, definitely. A, yeah, I'll, eight, I'll put it on there. Yeah, 805-630-0160. And it's pretty quick, but it's on the Hammer of Fury at Instagram. And I think even my email's on there. So there, it, I'm pretty easy to and get we'll a hold of. And we'll push all this yeah. to you guys on the Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Check them out, man. I think I might even try to go over there for my birthday, dude. Absolutely. Coming up come in July, now. I think I'm going to come up there and try to catch July what? 11th. Oh, mine's the 20th. Hey, hey a couple my, of hey, cancers. You know who I'm not going to bring? Who? My wife's ah. the 20th. Oh, she's the 20th? Yeah, I'm not bringing her because she fucking catches more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and my son's the 21st. So That's are, my yeah. uh, do I have my son, my little Or 22nd, I'm sorry. I got the 8th, yeah. the 10th, 11th. Uh, I have like so many July birthdays, but yeah, that's funny. My yeah. wife's birthday is that day mm-hmm. and we butt heads in here, this house, like Noah, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey guys, this has been a, a, this is what the podcast is to me. We got to talk about everything I loved in this one. This is probably one of the funnest I've ever done. Got to talk about all my dorky music stuff that I love. Hardcore man, hardcore and, yeah. uh, you know, and fishing yeah. dude and bass yeah. fishing. I love bass fishing and that's how I started. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I had a blast. Thank you, Nick. I did and, too. And uh, welcome. Yes. Look at you had 110 minutes. That's the longest podcast I think I've done. Oh my god! So, yeah. I told. I warned you. I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep going too. <laughs> so uh, we'll have you back on. We got a lot of stuff coming up in the future. Everyone, check him out. Give him a follow. Uh, 
I know people need guide services for large mouth, and he'd probably be one of the best to go to. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks. Thank you.